Welcome to Word of Truth Radio with Reverend Ezuka Obi. Here is your host, Pastor Obi. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm so glad you joined me today. We are continuing our series of Erasing God, which we started a couple of weeks ago. And remember, we are not erasing God. Rather, we are uninstalling every misconceptions of God that we might have had, possibly through our past experiences or something that we've heard somewhere or some doctrine we might have been taught. We are uninstalling it by, by reinstalling the right things, the right revelation of God. We are reinstalling the, the, the true nature attribute and character of God. Because when we get to know God for who he is, we will experience in our lives the workings of God. Our faith in God will also increase. So we've looked at God's nature. We've looked at his character. We are now looking at his attributes. Last week, Tuesday, I think we started um, looking at mercy. Then on Sunday, we looked a bit at mercy and grace. But today, we are delving deep into grace. And grace is one of the characters of God. But before I start today, I would love us to pray. Father, I ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be made abundant today in this service. Everyone, wherever they are listening, I ask that the eyes of their understanding to be enlightened, that they might know what is the true revelation, what is your true nature, your character, your attributes. And I ask that faith, unusual faith, will well up in their hearts, that they will believe what you have said, that they will believe your promises, that they will believe your word and take your word for it, which is the catalyst for miracles. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're kicking off immediately. Um, when God announced his attributes before Moses, as he passed by him, he, he introduced himself as mercy first, then grace second. And you're going to see that in Exodus 34, verse 6 to 7. And I'll read from the New King James Version. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, and abounding in goodness and truth, and keeping mercy 
for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, and by no means clearing <laughs> the guilty and visiting <laughs> the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. So you can see that without mercy, there is no grace. Mercy is a precursor to grace. Love is a precursor to mercy. This and all of God's attributes are who God is. And since God is the same yesterday, is the same today and forevermore, these attributes remain till date. We, we, we witnessed this attribute in the Garden of Eden when the first couple who deserved death for their disobedience received God's mercy when God offered the first sacrifice for sin in the Garden. And he covered their nakedness with the hide of the sacrifice. He then went on to extend grace to them when he evicted them from the Garden. Let me explain that. You will say, Pastor, did you just say <laughs> that the eviction of Adam and Eve from the garden is a show of mercy and is a show of grace? Oh, yes, 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 yes. It sure is. Because if God did not evict them, paraventure, they might have gone back to that tree of life and taken one of the fruit and eaten. If they had done that, they would have been in sin eternally. And that means there won't have been any hope for us to be redeemed. Man will not have become a candidate for redemption. Would have been like Satan. That is the truth. If they have eaten the fruit of life, we would have been lost forever and we would have been like the devil without any hope for redemption. The same way Satan doesn't have any hope. For redemption. So though we deserve eternal death, which was what Satan wanted and still wants, that's why he's dragging people to hell every day. But the God of grace said, no, we deserve more. Though man sinned and fell short of God's glory, the God of grace showered us with his awesome grace. Grace was responsible for the slaying of the lamb before the foundation of the world as Jesus stood by to carry out the redemptive work, paraventure Adam disobeyed God, which he did, like you know. Wow, isn't that awesome? So God showed us grace when he kicked Adam and Eve out of the garden. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I love you to keep an open mind and let God, through his word, do the talking to us today. And of course, on Sunday, when we continue this series, you know. So we'll briefly explore the subject of grace, which is, which is, which is one of God's attributes today. Uh, and like I said earlier, if you missed out any of this series, please catch up the, the series, catch up with the series on our podcast. The address is definitely on the screen on how to do that. So what is grace? Grace is a showcase of God's love. It is receiving what you did not deserve. And I love the next definition I'm going to give. <laughs> Who is ready for it? 
Grace is too good to be true. Hallelujah. Grace is the gospel. The Bible says something in Romans 1 verse 16. Uh, Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? He said, For it is the power of God to, to salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first and then to the Greek. So you can see there that, that, that the power or the gospel, which in Greek, the word translated gospel is the word eugelion in Greek. And this word means a good message. It also means good news. And it means a news. <laughs> Too good to be true. Hallelujah. I wanted to think about it. The gospel is a news too good to be true. And that is exactly what grace is. That's why I say the gospel is called the gospel of grace. Think about it. You deserve to die, but someone died for you. You deserve to be sick, but somebody got sick so you wouldn't be. You deserve to fail in life, but somebody was made a failure so you will succeed. You deserve to be punished. Someone took your place. This someone is not another man or woman. This someone was Jesus Christ. This someone is God. So God came as man to die for man and God to God's place so he could die for man so that man will be redeemed so that man will be elevated. Think about it. That is grace. So the good news, the gospel is grace. Hallelujah. Jesus did all of these things for you and he still washed you. He still cleansed you. He proposed to you because he wanted you by his side from everlasting to everlasting. If you accept his proposal, he will give you his name. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. His servants, the angels, will become your servants. <laughs> oh, Lord. Then he will make you joint heir, co-inheritor, co-heir with him. This means that all his wealth are now yours. And I can go on and on and on to tell you the good news. And I'm sure for some of you, this sounds unbelievable, right? This is the gospel. It is the good news. It is grace. If you believe this news, the power of the gospel starts working in you and starts working for you. This is grace. This is Amazing. So, Paul wasn't ashamed to preach this gospel of grace. But guess what? I was for a long time. I even ridiculed preachers of grace. Please don't misunderstand me. I will explain. I preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. I preached healing. I preached prosperity of the body, soul, and spirit. I preached many things. But I feared 
to preach some of the aspects of the gospel. Do you know why I was afraid to preach some of the aspects of the gospel, the gospel of grace, the, some of the aspects of the good-to-be-true message? Because I thought that people will be carried away by it. I felt the need, I felt I needed rather to, to raise God's standard because the gospel was just too good to be true. I felt we needed to work more to deserve the too good to be true message. I felt we needed to earn this too good to be true message, the good, the good to be true, you know, things that Christ wrote for us. Little did I know I was falling short of God's love. And also this really was so ridiculous because God's standard are already high enough. Why raise it when I have not even met his standards in the first place? And the reason why I was so afraid to preach some aspects of grace is that because I thought the good, the too good to be true message of grace will make people fall into sin. Because when grace is taken to an extreme, it appears to license people to sin. So I avoided those portions. What I did was to warn the congregation not to be carried away with grace so they won't drift into hypergrace. And I must confess, until the Holy Spirit made me realize that if I carry on the way I was going, I will subject the people to hypograce, which doesn't serve any purpose and might even be worse than hypograce. Wow. Then you might ask yourself, what is a hypograce? The term hypograce has been used to describe a new wave of teaching that emphasizes the grace of God to the exclusion of other vital teachings such as confession of sins, such as repentance, and um, from, from your evil work. Pastor Obi will love to hear from you. Search for Pastor C. Obi on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm really glad you joined me for this episode. Make sure you tune in next week, same time, same station. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you. Have a blessed week. You are in for a miracle. Sing with me how great.